Hello, guys, and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. What a shit weekend. What a fucking horrible weekend. You agree, Grant? Simply stated, Ken, I like how you're very eloquently put it. Yes, it was a shit weekend for the state of Michigan and their sports teams. For with the asterisks of Michigan. Oh, Michigan didn't look too good either this weekend. I think they have their own concerns as well. But I don't know, my biggest concern, but my biggest hurt right now is with the Detroit Lions and the loss they just took yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings at 1 o'clock. In Minnesota, 28-24, Stinger. Look, that game's on Campbell, and that game is on Oarie. Amani played the worst fucking game I've seen in my entire life. That was horrible. Six fucking penalties. How, how do you keep him in the game? That's on Campbell, and you can't disagree on that. Because he should have been pulled at three. I don't think you can disagree with that, Grant. If we don't have a better back than Oarie to fill the role, just switch him off Thielen. Because Thielen was obviously either in his head drawn all types of penalties he also a warrior was getting away with a couple hand grabs downfield oh, yeah. a couple pulls on the jersey i think there's a slight overreaction but he wasn't even guarding justin jefferson he wasn't even on the number one guy and so i there is definitely like so a lot of jokes on twitter people saying he's gonna be cut he's not gonna be let back into the facility on monday but i don't know he had some good tackles but can't be letting up Six costly penalties. I mean, those weren't just like penalties. It's okay, five yards, like whatever. I mean, he was grabbing 15 yards. He was grabbing five yards down the field every time. Like he, if I was Kirk Cousins, I'd just fling it every time in his direction, which he was doing. Because look, look at what Okuda did in that game. Okuda held Jefferson to two receptions for nine yards. Or that was one he was thrown to. I- this is where I get confused. I agree. If, if a warrior is going to be draped all over Thielen, all game. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm targeting Thielen. But when you have the number one receiver, arguably 1A or 1B receiver in all of football, Jeff Okuda did do a phenomenal job. I'm very excited to see how Jeff Okuda is going to continue to progress with this regime. But how are you not targeting Justin Jefferson 10, 11 times? How are you not forcing the ball to him? That's a whole different other discussion. But the Lions, they gave this one away. Arguably, Dan Campbell gave this one away. It was a stinger. You can blame a warrior. You can blame Dan Campbell. You can drink Josh Reynolds for dropping that down the field. Josh Reynolds, there was that one earlier in the game where he kind of lost it in the sun. And, right. But and still, I mean, if, he, if he completes that ball, that's a touchdown. Lions, don't win. Lions win this game. We're not even talking about this today. If we take out Amani probably win this game i can't like go through my head and think is there really nobody behind this guy that you can just put in i don't know they needed to change the game plan it was not working and they really it was a fumbled game they had it they gave it away that's so well same old line same old shit i mean think about it like you watch that game campbell coached it like he was mad at the whole game we're gonna go for a fourth we're gonna go for a fourth and he was getting them every time outside that one which was like, okay, like you've done it all game and cares you don't get it. You had three options there. Pin them deep. Yep. Go for it like you've been doing all game. Kick the field goal. I agree. When it's fourth quarter, when it was how many, three, four, some minutes left, maybe even less. It was like and two, you, minute 30. And you're facing a 56-yard field goal, which your kicker has already missed earlier in that game. You're facing a punt, which I think is your second most viable option. Your first option – if you're going to run it and play this game, Dan Campbell, like it's Madden for three and a half quarters, finish the game. Like right. it's 
finish the game like it matters. Go for it on fourth there. I think there's a couple ways to play to win, but that's one way to play to win. Go for it on fourth down. Get that fourth down. Game's over. And it goes even further back to the beginning of the fourth. Think about this way. If you watch that game, Ben Johnson called a fucking game for three quarters. I was going through the back of my head, like, is this guy even going to be here next year with the way he's coaching? Special. He's special, no doubt. He's got he's got a great play calling. He's great with personnel. But that fourth quarter, it was like, what are you calling? You're throwing the ball when you should be taking time off the clock. You're snapping the ball with 14 seconds left on the game clock. And that happened like five or six times in the fourth. It was just a brutal clock management. It was typical Lions collapsing. This feels like Jim Caldwell again. And I think he's going to get us back to the Jim Caldwell state where we're going to be nine and eight every single year. We're going to be a borderline playoff team at Campbell. Is this the guy who's going to put us over the top? I really hope so. I just don't think after that game, that felt like a Jim Caldwell game the whole way. I said at halftime they were going to lose that game. And everybody was like, no. I'm like, this feels like a Caldwell loss coming. It was a Caldwell-esque loss. What stood out to me about this game, and it was a very humbling reminder after the exciting win two weeks ago to the Commanders, that this team, although we got really high-skill position players in Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift on the defensive end, we have Aiden Hutchinson, who was kind of quiet for most of yesterday, Jeff Okuda, who was really picked up, but what stands out to me about this team, we're not as polished as we think we were. So this is what I think about this team. There's no talent really anywhere on the defensive end. And Hutchinson, look, that was an awful game by him again. 5.9% pressure rate on Kirk Cousins. How? That line wasn't like an elite O-line either, where it was like the Eagles where he played a bad game, but it was like you're playing Jalen Hurts and the best O-line in football, so what can you do? And then last week follows it up. You need consistency out of it. I get you're a rookie. You're a number two pick in the draft. You need to be consistently good. This just feels like when when, when Campbell starts getting the talent, things are going to start taking off around here, I think. I think, but also- I think there is an underrated amount of talent, maybe not as much in the skill position players. Right. Okay. So the Lions offensive line. I'm talking defensively. Offensively, we're fine. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. So if we're talking defensively, still hoping Rodriguez picks up. We Anzalone actually was not terrible yesterday. He had, the sack, had a couple open field tackles. You're right. Our secondary is lacking. We need to get some stars in that secondary. I think what you need, you need another linebacker, an elite linebacker. I keep saying Rokon Smith. I doubt they'll trade it in division, but if they do, please go for him. They need a stud safety. Because now Tracy Walker is going to miss a lot of next season, too. You're going to need a stud up there at safety. So he's torn ACL. Torn Achilles. Achilles. So he's done for the year. He's done for a long time next year. So now you're kind of looking at, like, you're going to need to draft somebody or you're going to need to sign somebody at safety. You're going to have to sign another corner because Amani's not your guy. I mean, he showed that yesterday. He can't guard us a good receiver. And I get it. Like, you're not going to play that. One, not even a number one guy. He can't guard a number two guy. I think he's a number one on most teams, though. I was thinking about that. Is Adam Thielen, would he be the number one receiver on the Lions? Him or St. Brown would be 1A, 1B. St. Brown, I will say, well, I'm going to move the offensive end, and I think that offense is electric. We saw their third-rated offense right now in the NFL, 28th-ranked defense. That's kind of unacceptable. And I'm not putting Aaron Glenn on blast. It's not his fault that the defense is so bad. There's nothing there from the early coach. The offensive end, 
I think golf has looked great this year. And I know that people are very mixed on golf, but it really shows if you give him a good old line, you give him good receivers, he's a good quarterback. Is he ever going to be Stafford good? No. But uh, yeah, he's legit. He's, let me correct you. He's a legit quarterback. I don't know if he's good. Good is the ones you put good is a label you use for the ones who weren't Hall of Famers. That's true. That's true. Jared Goff for sure won't be a Hall of Famer. No. Unless he wins a freaking Super Bowl in Detroit. In that case, no, Jared Goff is a legitimate quarterback. I have been very impressed, very satisfied with Jared Goff because I was holding my breath. I was watching week one, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, very intensely thinking that there's could be a high chance that these guys are my quarterback next year. But as each week goes on, and although the Lions did not win last week, my thoughts on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are diminishing as my ticker for Jared Goff increases. I also want to move into, like, Jamos coming back. And this offense is already third-ranked in the NFL. Can you imagine if Josh Reynolds, when Josh Reynolds is replaced with Jamo, how much better this offense is going to be? They could be the number one-ranked offense in the league when it's at the end of the year. And that's what Jared Goff quarterback. Can you imagine they bring in Lamar Jackson this offseason or they draft a stud, which I'd rather have golf start next year if he drafts. Well, Lamar Jackson's a running back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I know. I know. He, he He's really a running back, but he, that, no. that's he split on. Legitimate. He's a legitimate quarterback. He's a legitimate quarterback. Yeah, but once you take out his legs, how good is he really going to be? Dang. Clip Dang. it. Clip it. Someone clip this and send this to BLM. But really, <laughs> canceling your ass, I hope. But when his legs are done, he gets injured one leg injury and he can't run anymore. What is he going to be? Yeah, my question is, why do you want him in Detroit? I commit to him for four years. I think by year five or six, he's not going to be able to run like he used to. I think Jamal Williams was really impressive yesterday. In the pickup for DeAndre Swift, with DeAndre Swift's injury, which I think concerns me. That he's really gone. no, no, no. He's out multiple weeks now. He hurt his shoulder. Yep, and this is a new injury because wasn't he dealing with ankle? Right, ankle. Now he's dealing with a shoulder injury. He is good. He's damn good, but he is never healthy. Constantly battling injuries, and I I don't wish that for him because he can produce and he can get paid. I'm just hoping that he he can get back out of the field and play well at a high level. See, that's why I kind of want Blake Corum next year. Like in the third or fourth round, Corum has been really good. And if you compare a backfield Swift and Corum, I don't know if you can stop that offense. And then J-Mo gets plugged in. You get a great quarterback in there. If you can get an elite quarterback in there, I mean, goddamn, that offense can be good. It's the defense that scares me, which is why I don't even want to draft offense because I just want to go straight defense for seven rounds. If we're going to talk Blake Corum. We're going to move into Michigan. Let's talk Michigan. What I know you mentioned a little bit before, although they won, that it wasn't peaches and cream. No. I think that JJ, I hope I'm right about it, that he ends up being like another Shea Patterson and they can't develop him. You see the potential there with him. He looks like Johnny Manziel, but just makes mistakes and is stupider than him. He just wants to make a play every time. He can't do it as a quarterback. The second somebody runs at him, he's rolling out of the pocket, just running around trying to make something happen. You can't do that. It hasn't really started yet. He hasn't played a real a real defense all year. That's a little concerning to me if the guy's just going to make plays and try to play hero ball. I don't know. Do you agree with that? I, I get what you're getting at, but I did not get a strong sense of that 
J.J. McCarthy was overextending plays. I think he was trying to buy himself time to get him, his receivers open, roll out, a lot of rolling out of the pocket. I think that's the type of quarterback he is. He wasn't very accurate. No, he was just running and throwing it bad. So he's got an arm. There's no doubt he, he's got raw talent. A lot of times he was missing his receivers over the top, over their head. So it's not an issue. He doesn't have an arm. It's not he can't get it to him. In weeks one through three, he was relatively accurate. And I know that the, the level of defensive category kind of stepped up once they had to play Maryland, but not even very much so. J.J. McCarthy, I think he's got to be more accurate next week, kind of ease some of the folks and some of the haters. That's a tough game next week to really do that. Best defense in the nation, worse off. So you got Iowa next week. So it, that's a game for J.J. to really prove himself to the Michigan fan base, to prove himself to the nation that he's going to be a good quarterback. Because we've seen this story before. We heard about Patterson, heard about Millen. I mean, we've heard so many of these Michigan quarterbacks through the years, and they've turned out to equate to nothing. Is this one all talk again? Or is this guy actually good? I think he easily looks like the best out of all the Michigan quarterbacks I've seen under Harbaugh. I don't think that's really a question. You see the potential there. If J.J. McCarthy has a similar to maybe even worsened performance from last week to this upcoming week against Iowa, do you suspect, not that that is the right thing or the wrong thing to do, do you think Jim Harbaugh will supplement Cade somewhere in there if things are not going picture perfect? Okay, this is what I think. Cade was the guy who took Michigan to the playoffs last year. So you look at you know Michigan's offense, I don't think they are really cohesive right now at J.J. They're not used to a quarterback that plays like that, and he needs to develop chemistry with all of his receivers because there really wasn't much there, I felt like. I think Cade has all the chemistry with the receivers. He's the captain of the team. They respect him. I really think if he struggles, they have no issue yanking him for, for Cade. I wouldn't have an issue yanking him. He's a good enough player himself that can win you games. Yeah, he's not that good of a quarterback, but he's a game manager. And if he wins you a football game, who cares how you win? All that matters is the little one on the W column. What did you think of Tolua Tungavalaiavoa's performance? I thought Talia was good. And I think oh, he, he, yeah, it's Talia. Talia? Talia. Talia Tagaviola. Say it one more time. Talia Tagaviola. Say it backwards. <laughs> I think that he was great. He was shredding that defense in the pieces. Think about it, 70% completion rate, but he made mistakes. And what he's going to do to Michigan State next week, I'll move into this now. He is going to fuck Michigan State up. It is not even going to be fucking close. He is going to sit there and he's going to go right at every fucking corner. Why wouldn't you? One-on-one every time. It's going to be a touchdown. They're going to complete a pass for 40 yards because that's what Michigan State defense does best. They just let up deep balls. They love every single pass. They suck. They made Tanner Morgan look like an elite quarterback. Tanner Morgan sucks. They should, he should have never thrown for that many yards last week. And I'm going to read you a stat sheet because I don't think he'll ever play a game like that ever again. Last week, Michigan State's defense led up 508 yards. Our offense put up 240. They put up more than double of the yards as you. You walked in as a three-point underdog. That team should not dominate you like that. And I said they were going to lose to Minnesota. And I'm pissed now because, like, last week against Washington, I was like, okay, it's a Pac-12 game on the road. Who cares? Big 10 balls coming up. You're 0-0. and I can't pick five wins out right now. Tanner Morgan had 23 completions on 26 attempts for 268 yards, 
three touchdowns, and a 97 QBR. That is unacceptable because that's not an elite quarterback. Can you imagine what C.J. Stroud is going to do to us? Can you imagine what J.J. McCarthy is going to do to us? Talia Tagovailoa? Any quarterback in college football is going to destroy Michigan State's defense because Michigan State's defense fucking sucks. And I don't think you can disagree with that, Grant. No. You can't. It's fucking <laughs> horrible. You know what, Kenny? I totally see your passion behind your argument. And, behind, and I really, I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be a gloomy year ahead for Michigan State. Yeah. I think there could be bright spots. There might be bright spots and there'll be good moments. There will be. This is still a well-run football program. But oh, they're a horribly-run football program. department. Hold on. Hold on. You win 11-2 and two last year. Don't be so quick to forget. Pump the brakes a little bit. But I will say, there was not enough towels in East Lansing to keep Mel Tucker's head dry. That man was sweating on a 55-degree day. Why are you sweating? You're getting paid $95 million guaranteed. How are you sweating? You're sweating. the luckiest man on the planet. No, that's exactly why he's sweating. He, that's exactly why he's sweating. He's going to get paid out. It's all the money he's making. It's sweating down his face, Kenny. Doesn't matter. He gets paid all the money guaranteed. He's guaranteed every dollar of the 95 mil. How are you sweating? That You just scammed the entire fucking city of East Lansing. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a 5-7 and seven coach, and he's showing that again this year. Every coach has that one good year if you keep them around enough. And to, in the, all these recruits, think about how bad we looked. If I'm a recruit right now, why would I play here? The fans are booing them because they fucking suck. The coach can't win. The coach can't coach. And if you're going to be a defensive player on Michigan State, why would you come here? Why would you come here? You come to Michigan State to play defense, and you're going to suck because our system is so bad the way it is right now. And it doesn't matter. If Hazleton's back next year, which I guarantee he won't be, but if Hazleton's back next year, I don't know what I'm going to say. I mean, that defense is so unbelievably horrible. And I've been waiting like to have that outburst on them all year, and this is the time I have. This was my breaking point with them because I came in here expecting a great season, and it wasn't like they lost a lot. And this is my question for you, Grant. Outside of Kenneth Walker, defensively, who did they lose outside of Panachute? They kind of brought everybody back. It looked like they upgraded everything on the linebacker end. It looked like they upgraded the secondary. It looked like preseason defense got better and healthy. The offense is so bad. And how is this? And the special teams is just pathetic. So my question for you, Grant, is what has gone wrong? I will go after you, but I really want to hear it. I really I don't have much to contribute to what has gone awry and what has not translated from last season. Really, besides from Kenneth Walker, I really do not know. I think, I don't know. I really don't know, Ken. I'm not sure. One thing I am sure of and one thing I'm positive of, I think we're approaching a time the city of East Lansing might need a hero. They might need someone dressed head to toe in appearance of alignment of how they feel. Possibly walking with a sign of Mel Tucker with a clown face. I'm not, I'm not up to that part yet. I'm okay right now with him. I'm a little calm. $95 million, you can't fire. But it, I honestly, they go three and nine this year, which I honestly think is a real possibility right now. I can't, you look at the schedule. Okay, so let, let's be real here. Maryland's a loss. Ohio State's a loss. That's a guaranteed loss. Penn State's a guaranteed loss. Illinois will be a close game on the road. 
I don't know if they win that one. Indiana will be a close game at home. They play Wisconsin, which I think is a win. Wisconsin matches up pretty shitty against Michigan State. We match up well against them. They can't throw. So we might win that game. We have a chance there. I'll give them two more wins. I'll give them a 4-8 season, which is pathetic. They don't look like a team that's going to win more than six right now. They are so horrible on the defensive end. And their old line, let me get to the offensive end. That old line is so bad. I mean, and they were bad last year, but Kenneth Walker made up for a lot of that. This year, Kenneth Walker's not making up for that. And you have two running backs. Well, I don't think Berger or Broussard are bad running backs. They're good Big Ten running backs. But if you don't have a line that can block for you, and if Payne Thorne has four, four defensive linemen coming at his head every play, you're not going to win many football games. Peyton Thorne did play well. He played no, good. No, yeah. No, I think for the situation, he's got a terrible offensive line. But Noah Kim came in and played just fine. I I still think Peyton Thorne, though, he is your guy who's going to bring you out of this. I hope so. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be the run game. No. Peyton Thorne is still the guy. He had a couple moments where he looked good. I think there's – hold your breath with Mel Tucker. Hold your breath for Peyton Thorne. It's, it's not over. All right, let's be real here, Okay. You look at Michigan State right now. What coach is doing their job correctly outside of the tight ends coach? Nobody's doing their job correctly. The linebackers coach isn't doing their job correctly. Brandon Jordan's not doing his job correctly. I'm putting him on blast because the D-line has been pathetic. And the secondary, well, Harlan Barnett has been fucking horrible, and Hazleton can't coach. It is so bad. It is so bad. Quarterback situation's bad. The receivers weren't that good this week in a real Big Ten game. I don't think the receivers are bad. But what did they lose? Outside of Kenneth Walker and Panish, they didn't lose much this year. And they're so much worse than they were last year. Scott Hazleton and Scott Harris, they're not related, are they? Oh, I hope not. I really hope not because if they are, we're screwed. Yeah. I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm about to lose it with this team because there is no reason they should be this bad. It, it's kind of annoying to the fact that if they lost 11 guys on defense, and eight guys on offense, and they were losing games this year. I'd be like, okay, they lost a lot of players. Rebuild year. But this guy's looking like he's going to be worse than Brady Hoke, and we just gave him a huge-ass extension. It's concerning. I don't think you can build through the transfer portal either, and a lot of freshmen will be playing next year if they stay. And that's, and that's a question for you. Fans booing. Everybody's pissed at Tucker. Tucker's coaching one of the worst games of his career, and you have a ton of recruits there. How bad does that look on a, the program? We, we talked a little bit about it last episode. I've changed my stance. I originally had said, you know what? I don't think it's a big deal. I think that this team, the, the program of East Lansing and its distinctive parties of basketball and football, not quite blue bloods, but they, they their name carries. Mel Tucker's name will carry, but I'll tell you, not a pretty sight Saturday. No. They, you, you could hear the boos, videos of the boos. The section emptied out in the first section half. out by first half. I was just getting to that too. It's gloomy. It's it's dark days. But everyone thought it was dark days all of three years ago when Mark Antonio was in East Lansing. Oh, dark days. Mark's at the end of his tenure. Where this this program's over with. I think Michigan State fans get a little dramatic. They get a little dramatic. Oh, but you're telling me Michigan fans don't. No, I think a Mich- Michigan fans can lose three games and had their first three games this season and still think they're the best team no, in the country. I, I think that Michigan fans would be calling for Harbaugh's neck if they lost their first three games. Because they were calling for Harbaugh's neck for winning 10 games for the last six years. As they should, 
because you're a blue blood program. I think Michigan's a blue blood. You can, you, yes, in the last 20 years, they've kind of sucked. But the Michigan expectation is beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten. He was not doing that up until last year. Last year. And that's yeah. why I think Michigan fans are even more dramatic because right now, I, would, I think a Michigan fan would be just as dramatic right now if you just paid a coach $95 million guarantee. I don't think you would disagree with that. They gave Harbaugh a huge extension like that, and he started this year like this. They'd call for his neck. Harder than we're calling for his calling for Tucker's neck. Look, we'll see what happens. I mean, this program is in shambles right now. I want to move into one last topic, though, and I want to ask you, Detroit player of the week. It could be a Michigan, Michigan State player. It could be anybody. Who wins it for you? Anybody. If I anybody. Were it could be a coach, too. Who wins Detroit player of the week? You know, I'd like to go to you first, and then I'll defer back. I'm giving it to Jared Goff. Played a great game. Controlled the game well. I mean, outside that throw at the end, who cares? You know, you lost the game pretty much at that point. Anyways, played a very clean game. Not many overthrows. That was the best game I've seen out of Goff all year. That was better than the Washington game. If the play calling was still good in the fourth, they would have won that game. And Jared Goff could have been a fantasy player of the week. But you'd be talking about him as one of the best players of the week. I'm going to stick with the weekend. And I'm going to go with Blake Corum for a couple reasons. If he continues at this pace, potential Heisman candidate. Correct. I think he's going to win it. I think he could get his name on the ballot and Michigan won. Michigan was the only team to win. So shout out Blake Corum. I'll be back again on Friday. Thanks again, Grant, for coming on. Fun episode. Penny, it was a pleasure and it was business. I was hoping we'd be a little happier today coming on, but it's all right. Hopefully the Lions bounce back on Sunday. I think there's a good chance they bounce back against Seattle. I don't see Dan Campbell making that mistake again. I think he learned. And it's a learning curve. So we'll see what happens next week. Or we'll be back on Friday. Have a good one, guys. See you then.